Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Business Secrets for Gym Owners with Uncle Vinny. That's me today. Um, so your Uncle Vinny's here to talk to you about the Perform Better Conference this past weekend that I spoke at. It was really awesome. It was in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, I've been doing these, speaking at these seminars for I think five years now. And um, you know, it's been really cool. I've been able to make some really good friends um, that are also on the speaking tour. One of my, one of my good friends, a guy named Frank Nash, he and I have a tradition. We meet for dinner Thursday night um, because we always both always speak usually on Friday, and it's cool. We speak Friday, and it's like it's nice because um, the day one of the conference is on Friday, so then for the rest of the conference we uh, can just chill. As like we, we were talking about, it, we both played college football, and we were like, it's kind of like you know you're up by forty points and you're winning the game and. Uh, you take your shoulder pads off and you let the other guys play, and it's kind of cool. It's a cool feeling. Um, so, yeah, so we, we meet for dinner Thursday night, and uh, it's just cool. It's just really fun uh, to be a part of it. And, you know, a lot of people ask me uh, about speaking at Perform Better. I have right now about four guys in the mastermind that literally have been like, hey, dude, I want to speak at Perform Better. How do I do it? What do I do? What's the process? Um, and... Um, the interesting thing is like, I I can always just tell my story, but no one is able to do what I did. Um, because you can't turn back the clock and I don't know if everyone took the same route, but my route was this. I was an attendee for 12 years before I became a speaker. And not only was I an attendee, I was a client, meaning I bought all my equipment through perform better and everything like that. But, and I'm not saying that you have to do that. That's not the path that everyone has to take to be a speaker or perform better. It's the it's the path that, that I took, and it could be one of the reasons why I spoke once and I haven't been taken off. A lot of guys speak once and then they're done. But what I had done is I created some, over the years, created some deeply rooted relationships um, that are super strong till this day. And so really it comes back to, you know, someone that is deciding if you're going to speak or not. Yeah, you got to be a a good speaker, but they also got to, you know, like you as a person, right? Uh, And they got to feel like you have the same value set as they do. Because when you get up there, you're representing them. You're representing Perform Better. And it's funny, I was talking to Chris at the social and we were talking about there was like one time where... Um, some guy got up there and he like totally was terrible and like was a good rep. And, and in 24 years of them doing the um, the the seminars, that only happened like one time. So they have to be careful, right, of uh, who they put up there to speak. But probably the biggest thing I've done, which is something that you can then take this and and work it and use it to your advantage. Um, I never just attended the seminars and got the notes, right? I always went like a couple le- levels deeper, right? So the first level that you can go in going to like a seminar and workshop is you go and you attend and you learn stuff and you take notes and then hopefully you go home and you take action on that stuff, right? And that's fine. It's an okay, you know, way to do it. Um the second level is most of these conferences have um, available times where you can uh, 
talk to speakers that present on topics of interest to you um, outside of their actual presentation, meaning you can actually ask questions during the presentation or you can go up to them after or many times like we do at Perform Better, there's a social and the purpose of the social is so people can get time with presenters because all the presenters go to the social and it's funny they don't even make it mandatory like chris wasn't like vince you have to be at the social and he's not like checking and taking attendance if we show up or not we just go and we just go because it's just like a good community we want to be a part of it and want to help people right but the the purpose of the 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 social is to is to get into deeper conversations with the presenters right and so i always took advantage of that that's level two but there's a level three that's kind of an unknown level right and here's the level that i believe got me to speak and perform better and i believe this is the level that can potentially transform your your business and life right level three is that you make some kind of connection with them there, meaning you, you ask them a question enough or you have some type of personal interaction enough that if you maybe sent them an email, they might remember you. Maybe, maybe not, right? They don't like, it has to be, oh yeah, I remember. Like it's vaguely, it's, if, even if it's a vague memory, that's fine, right? So you kind of got to do level two to really get level three. And so level three is you follow up and you send some kind of a message or email saying, hey, you know, and I remember doing this with Martin Rooney back in the day. I definitely did this with Boyle, did this Weingroff, Plummer. I did it with all these people, right? And the level three part is one is showing gratitude for their knowledge. That's it. You're showing gratitude for their knowledge. You're not like, hey, Charlie, I know you did the thing on breathing and I got a question for you. No, don't do that. Send them an email on the follow up and just be like, hey, I saw you speak. I was the one that came up to you. I was kind of like the big goofy looking dude. And I was like, make fun of myself, right? And um, I was the one that came up to you after the presentation. We spoke for a few minutes. You gave me some good advice on this. Just wanted to thank you about, um, just want to thank you for your contribution to the industry, blah, 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 right? Gratitude. Thank you. And see where it goes from there. One, I think that's the first step towards creating a relationship. And if you really think about it, why are certain people that make a lot of money all of a sudden a lot more successful? So think about it. There's four freedoms that Dan Sullivan talks about. There's freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationships, and freedom of purpose. So once you have the ability to have a lot of time, You have the ability to do things that make a lot of money. But then when you have a lot of money, you have the ability to get access to people that you wouldn't normally get access to. And I kind of fast-tracked this in my life, right? I created the freedom of relationships and created personal relationships with people like Boyle, with people like before I had a lot of money and could get to them. Right. And it's not even to say that you need a ton of money. Right. It's, you know, at the next level, like if you want to like, hey, I want to hang out with Richard Branson for the weekend. Well, you're going to need a lot of money to be able to do that. Right. But the reality of the situation is sometimes you need to just show gratitude, then be curious and just be a cool 
person that people like, right? It's just like no one likes that annoying person that comes up to after the seminar like, like annoying. Don't be an annoying person, right? Just be a person that they might like to hang around with. And like I remember my first meeting with Boyle, like I went to him and, and I asked him, you know, after a few different exchanges, after I bought a bunch of his products, I asked him if I could – you know, hang with him for, you know, a couple hours at Agganis Arena in, in the University of Boston. And I ta- actually talked to him about that. This was 10 years ago now. I actually talked to him about that same event this past weekend. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what to expect. I didn't know you. And I was kind of like not even looking forward to it. It was like, but then we sat down and you had all these questions written out. And we sat there for like three hours and we had a great and a great time, right? And so you got to show up as that person. Show up as that person that they want to actually help. And what will start to form, right? Pending you roll this right. And it's got to be with who you want. But what will start to form is a deeper relationship other than speaker attendee. Um, What starts to form is a colleague relationship, right? Where they have a respect for you and you have a respect for them. And at first, like, you don't even think that's possible. But at the end of the day, it really is possible. And that is honestly how I probably got to speak and perform better. I created these personal relationships with all these different people and different presenters. One, because I wanted to enhance my level of knowledge. But two, I understood that the more good relationships I have with very successful people, the more successful I'm going to be. So I invested in that. And I invested in them. I invested in their courses. I invested in their products. I uh, paid time to do consulting with Plumber. I went to Boyle's workshops. I did all the stuff, right? Um, and I think that that's, a, that's been a big part of, of my success in the industry is not just, you know, what I know, but, but who I know. And, and having these relationships. Sorry. And having these relationships. People are blowing me up right now. And having these relationships with different um, people in the industry. So anyway, that was a, it was a great time. Um, the cool thing was I was speaking and um, there's a decent amount of members in the SPF Mastermind that are um, local to Providence, meaning they're on the East Coast. And a lot of them are there. We had about 10 gym owners from SPF Mastermind in attendance so it was an honor to speak in front of those guys and, you know, they all came out and supported. Um, it was really cool, really fun. Um, something happened. We were at the at the social and uh, I was sitting there with John Doherty and Devin Gage, who actually are two of the top gym owners in the SPF Mastermind. Massive years in 2022 and they're doing it the same in 2023. And... Um, this girl came up to us and she, you could tell she was really young and she was just getting into the business and she was doing about $5,000 a month in revenue. And she kind of was asking me different business questions and you could tell she like wanted more. And she was like, you know, I reached out to another mastermind and I said, I had to be at $15,000 a month before I get into their mastermind. And, uh, she's like, what, revenue level do I need to be at to get into your group? Cause I was talking about mastermind during my talk. And, uh, it's funny because I looked over at John, the four of us are talking and I look over at John and I said, well, and I smiled and I was like, John, why don't you tell her what revenue level you were at when you started four years ago with us? And he smiled and like shook his head and he's almost like, you couldn't even believe it. But John, um, was at 
when he before he right before he joined the surge program he was doing four thousand dollars a month and he joined surge and um you know made a bunch of money you know in surge and then joined mastermind a few months later right and if all of a sudden I was like, oh, this guy's only doing $4,000 a month. You're not ready for anything. Yeah, you got to wait till you get this on your... A lot of people can't do it on their own, right? And it's not like they just don't know. Like, I didn't... I, I, I wrote an email this morning about the power of a business coach that I had right away when I couldn't afford it. I didn't know it. I didn't know it. I didn't know the hell I was doing. So I was like, how am I supposed to do this business thing on my own? I have no idea what to do. And... The reality is sometimes you need to invest in money-making assets before you have the money. And coaching is like a money-making asset. So I felt bad for this girl. I was like, these people are like telling her no, you know, and maybe they didn't, like, she couldn't get into that group. And I would probably tell her not to join Mastermind at $5,000 a month. But, you know, she could join New Client Academy. She could probably do Surge. She could do something like that just to get started. But the kid, she needs help. She needs help, and she reached out to someone for help, and they could, said they couldn't help her because, you know, they want to, you know, they only want to stick to their target market and want to make sure that, you know, and again, I'm going to talk about target market in a second, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm in this to help as many people as possible. So if you're at the $4,000 or $5,000 revenue mark right now, you're listening to this, you know, reach out to us. We'll be able to help you with something. You might not join Mastermind. It's probably not smart to join Mastermind because it's too big of a, of a percentage of your revenue right now in terms of the monthly fee, but there's stuff, there's stuff that we can do with you to keep you rocking and get you going to get some momentum. So I just thought, I just thought that was, that was an interesting kind of conversation, how people have this, um, you know, thing of, I got to get to this certain level before I do this. And, you know, um, I understand how hard it is. I understand it's hard being on your own. It's hard when you're a trainer and you have no business knowledge, it's kind of like why I do this whole thing. But anyway, so my talk at Perform Better was uh, uh, five ways to get more small group personal training clients. And, and I had a really good audience. It was one of the more uh, engaged audiences that I've had, minus some guys sleeping in the back. I think there legitimately was a dude sleeping in the back. Like, And again, I can't like fault myself. Like I think he was just really tired or something but the rest of the people i think there's well over 100 people in the in the audience and it was just a good engaged crowd people are i had to like people people ask questions and it's just like i i go way over to begin with like i never finish on time right and i'm, I'm like um you know tony robbins did a ted talk and then it was supposed to be 20 minutes and they, he went like 50 minutes and they were like yelling at him i don't think he ever got invited back to ted talks so i was like i can't keep this up i'm not going to get invited back Right. But so this guy's asking me questions. I was like, bro, you got to stop asking questions. You got to like, well, I'll answer the questions afterwards. I kind of yelled at him. Um, but it was good. It was a good, uh, a really good engaged audience. And, you know, I talked about small group personal training. And I think that this is this is an important topic because I, I I think that this is a model that. If you're not doing it now, you probably should be working towards it. I just believe in the profitability of it. I'm not just saying that because I've been doing it for 15 years, right? I've been doing small group personal training for 15 years. It's pretty much all I know. But the reality of the situation is it's just better. You, when you do large group, yeah, you can make 400 bucks an hour for large group, but you need like 70 people in the, in the class to do it. And if you have a 500 person gym, 
you need in a ridiculous amount of new people every month just to replace the people that you lose. So just to say the same. So the way small group is, and I'm not going to get into that. It's not what I want to talk about today. I'm going to give you the five points and give you a little breakdown of the five points. Um, but the reality is if you're not doing it, like you probably should be. Like, why wouldn't you want to make like 300 bucks an hour with four to six people in a group? Like, why, like, what, what, like, it, it, it's the, it's the ultimate model right now in the economy that we're in, right? Because you want to have need, you want to not have to have a ton of people. You don't want to have a volume play. You want to be able to make a lot of money with a hundred people. And this is the model. This is the model to do it. But there's some things you've got to do, right? But the biggest thing people struggle with is how to get people in the program. That's like, you know, you know, sometimes I will help people um, structure their facility. Sometimes I'll help people with programming, uh, not me, but staff, right? Um, but the real thing is what I help people most with is how do you get new clients in this program? How do you market this thing? So I, here are the five points I went over. Part, point number one is you have to have clarity around who you want to do the program, right? So there's a certain type of person that is going to pay three, four, five hundred dollars per month um, to do small group personal training. And your market should be around speaking to that person. Now the problem what people usually do is they don't speak to the person. They speak to small group training and the features and the benefits of small group training. Here's what you need to do. Not talk about small group training. Talk about the person so select the person that you want, right? What is the what are the demographics? What are the geographics? Of where are they? And what's the makeup? How old are they? You know, what's their income level and stuff? That's all basic stuff, right? But then the third piece of it is the psychographic part, which I talked about at the talk, right? Is why they buy? Why do they buy? What are the emotional triggers that get them to buy? And that's what you need to start talking about in your marketing. So you so so the first point was you got to select the right person to do it, hopefully at the right income level. I mean, that's that's half the battle right there. If you select poor people to do small group training, you're not going to be successful. You're just not. Because you're going to be marketing towards people that just can't, they don't have the ability. You need to have willingness and ability to buy. And if they don't have the ability to buy, then they're not going to become clients, right? And some of this comes back to where your gym is located. I believe it's a very, very important decision. So choose wisely. And if you're going to choose a location, choose it in a place that people have a good amount of money. And then you should be in a good spot to find people that have it. But so you got to choose the right people to do it. And then you got to say things to those people that is going to move them on an emotional level, right? They're not going to be moved on an emotional level. They're not, they're not staring at the ceiling, stressed out at night saying, Oh my God, if I can only find a small group personal training program, I, my life will be complete. They're not thinking that. I promise you. They're not thinking that. They're thinking of other things. Um, and they're thinking of deeper, emotional, psychological things that you need to know, that you need to understand about the specific market that you choose. Okay? So that was kind of point um, number one. Um, point number two uh, I went over was something called the marketing glove. And uh, I mean, I probably have talked about this 
on this podcast a hundred times, but I'll mention it again if you don't haven't heard me talk about it. But um, very briefly, back in 2014, you could put a piece of dog poop on Facebook, and all of a sudden it worked. And then they changed the algorithm, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, for your 50 cent leads were 50 dollar leads, and people are panicking, and they're panicking because they had no other way to generate leads. They put everything they had into Facebook. They never learned how to write copy. They never learned how to have a good website. They never just learned anything else. They just said, all right, Facebook is the only way I'm going to get leads. And then that dried up and then they panicked. So what you really need to understand is you need multiple ways that your business generates leads. So you can't just get referrals. You should have a good website. You should have, you should be running Facebook ads. You should be doing community events. And the goal of the marketing glove is that you have, I like five, right? If you have two right now, go to three. If you have three, go to four. So understand that the goal is multiple methods that generate leads. And when you have more more methods to generate leads, your marketing is going to be more successful and your business is going to be at much less of a risk of just all of a sudden shutting down because the only guarantee in business is that you will lose clients. I'll say that again. The only guarantee in business is that you will lose clients. There is no guarantee that you're going to get new ones. Gotta understand that. You're guaranteed to lose. You are not guaranteed to get. You have to do stuff to get. And the more stuff you do to get, the better position you're going to be in. Right? Talked about the concept also as a follow-up is more better new. Right? And what you need to understand is sometimes, sometimes before you go in crazy on this marketing glove thing and be like, oh, Vince, I need 10 ways. Before you do that, what I want you to do is I want you to identify what are you doing right now. That's what I did. I told the audience, I was like, tell me what you're doing. What, where did your last client come from? If you want to know what you're doing now, you're, you might be like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. Well, just look at it. It's like, all right, what, when, did you, when did you sign up your last client? Last week. What was their name? Bob. Where did Bob come from? Referral from this person. There you go. That's your finger on the glove. All right. Same situation. Website. There you go. That's a finger on the glove. And so you start to identify what is working right now for you. Right, So let's just say that you're running Facebook ads and it's working right now. Can you do more? Meaning, could you spend more money? Could you do more videos, um, That uh, more, more variation on your videos? Um, if you're sending emails, are you sending one, one girl in the audience said, I'm sending one email a week. I was like, how's it working? She's working great. She's like, I'm getting like a three or four clients a month from it. I was like, imagine if you sent two emails a week. <laughs> And she looked at me and she's like, mind blown. <laughs> no, not really, but it's just like, that's a simple thing, right? So, so think of that concept, more, better, new. Find out what's working, right? Find out what's working uh, and do more of that. Uh, and then start doing it better, right? Write better emails. Go take a copywriting course, right? Write better emails. Don't write crappy emails. Don't write, don't write emails like Target, where it's like, hey, we have a sale. That's not going to do much. Okay, that's just going to make people delete your, your emails. You got to write emails that people want to want to read. Okay? So there's your marketing glove. It's, it's multiple ways to, to generate leads. 
Um, the third thing I went over was referrals. And if you want, if you want to do well with small group marketing, referrals are a great place to do it. Here's the problem. Most people get referrals by accident, meaning that wonderful feeling when you get a random phone call that says, Hey, my name is John. I'm friends with Mike who loves your place. He told me about you guys. I want to sign up. Put me on your highest level membership. Beautiful, 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 wonderful conversation, right? Problem is, can't control it. It's random. It's accidental. And what you want, you know that that's really good, right? You know that that's a good thing for your business to get a client like that. But what I would like to see you start to do is start to get intentional with this and start to do, trying to manufacture that process. Try to manufacture that process. Try to make that happen with, by, by you doing things. And then in the talk, I went over uh, a couple different ways that uh, a method they could do it. One of them was the point of sale referral, right? And that was the point of sale referral is where you um, give them a card. Well, I'm, I'll tell you what I do. We give them a card, a black metal card. Um, and it's for a free 30 days that they can give to a friend. And so when they sign up, they're excited, they're fired up, and they're more apt to give that card out to one of their friends. So that is an intentional referral tactic, meaning something happens, we do something. And when we do something, there's a better chance that we're going to get a result. So you need to be doing referral marketing, not just receiving referrals. Understand that. There's a big difference. Focus on doing intentional things and building intentional systems into your business that will generate referrals. And then you can take that unbelievable result that I talked about right before this point started, right, right when this point started, and you can start to manufacture that. Beautiful thing. Uh, fourth thing I went over was something called the angel list. If you put a gun to my head and you said, Vince, you got to get 10 clients in the next 20 days or I'm going to pull the trigger, uh, this is what I would do. I would start with my angel list. So your angel list is basically a, a list of 101 people that have access to your perfect client. So go back to that first point of who's your perfect client. And now go back to who has large amounts of those perfect clients. So let's just say that the salon down the street is the same salon that all of your clients go to. They all talk about this salon. They all talk about the different people that go. They love it. And it's like a culture place. They go out and they do you know things on Friday night as a salon. I don't know what happens to salons, but right. So, um, but the reality is the owner of that salon has the ability at a touch of a button to get you in front of whoever many clients that salon owner has. And those clients are just like the clients that you want in your gym. So that, that's that one salon owner is one person on your angel list. Now what I want you to do is find a hundred more of them. 101 people on your angel list, all local in your community. If you don't think there's 101 of them, you're, you're not, um, you'd be mistaken. There are. And you just need to sit down and take the time to do it. So I kind of went over the process of this angel list, but you can just take it from this podcast today and just go down and just think about all the different people that have access to your perfect client. Make a big list of them and then start to go take an action. Go call them up. Set up a meeting. Figure out what to do. 
Um, and then the fifth one, I talked about follow-up. And I basically made the point of if I was to buy a business, if I was to buy a gym, um, the first thing that I would do is I would ask them for the, well, I wouldn't buy the business if they didn't have this, right? But the first thing I would do is ask them for their list of unconverted leads, meaning who went through a funnel, who went, you know, opted in from the website, who responded to a Facebook ad, um, and I would reach out to those people in several different ways. Um, but that's the first thing I would do. Second thing I would do is reach out to the unconverted trial memberships. Third thing I would do is reach out to the um, um, uh, former members, the people that used to pay you money, right? And I would probably make my money back with just those three lists. So you got to understand that the fortune is in the follow-up, that there's so much money to be made with a really, really great follow-up system. It's something I've talked about a ton on this podcast before. Um, and, and, and just understand that, you know, with your marketing glove, you're trying to generate new leads, right? That's what you're trying to do. But your follow-up system is stuff that you already have. They're assets that you have. Meaning your list of unconverted leads is an asset. Your list of former members is an asset. These are assets that you've actually already paid for. You own them now. And they don't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything to text message a former member. It doesn't cost you anything to send a nine-word email to 500 people on your unconverted lead list. And so what you do is you're, you're, you're sitting on this asset. You're sitting on this unbelievable asset that you have that likely you're not using. And so I, I went over a bunch of different strategies in terms of follow-up um, to, to do that. So those are my five points that I went over. It was very, very, very well received. I was very grateful for the audience that I had. I had a, a little thing where they could buy. Um, get, I had 10 copies of my book, The Ultimate Guide to Marketing Your Gym. And um, there's 10 spots available to purchase um, a trial for New Client Academy, and all 10 books were sold, which I thought was pretty cool. So I was very happy with that. Usually that's a good sign that people enjoyed the talk and everything like that. And actually there was a bunch of people that stayed afterwards, um, and I sat with them and for about like almost an hour, and we had like a mini mastermind, and I just talked and answered their questions. So it was a really, really engaged audience. I was very, very happy with how... Um, well received the talk was and grateful that you know people came out to my talk it was very nerve-wracking to be speaking at the same time as Mike Boyle I was was wondering if my room was going to be empty and they're all in Boyle's room um, but I was happy to see we had a very 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 good strong crowd and an engaged one uh, as well so an, an honor to be a speaker uh, for Perform Better, uh, a bigger honor to be in a position to be recommending people to speak. Because once you're on the tour, I've been on the tour now for five years, once you're on the tour, they look for you to start recommending speakers. And I now have four to five members in the mastermind that are up to be chosen as a, as a new speaker um, for Perform Better next year. And so it's a really cool spot for me to be in to be able to now taking the people that I've trained, the people that I've coached, um, and seeing those guys uh, coming and taking the stage and doing um, a, a really, really great job. But it's a wonderful, wonderful conference. You should definitely be there. This was the last one of the season, but they start back up uh, with the one days in December. Um, you go to just performbetter.com. You can get access to, I don't know if the dates are up for the next one yet, 
but just wonderful people run this, super smart people, our presenters, um, and I'm grateful and honored to be a, a part of it. So hopefully this is helpful to give you a little insight uh, for what I talked about, um, and you got a couple nuggets and a couple takeaways um, from this podcast. So hopefully it's helpful, and I'll see you next time. Peace. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. This way you'll get notified when we get new episodes come out. And if you really, really loved it, I'd truly appreciate it if you left us a five-star rating. So thanks so much. If you're looking for more free stuff uh, from me, head over to vincesfreebook.com. You'll get a free copy of my marketing book. And just head over to vincesfreebook.com and I'll send you a copy. Thanks.